Okay, hello and welcome to the Dodgy Football Podcast with Tom and George. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about football. The idea is that we're going to get some questions about football, talk a bit. Maybe discuss some Champions League, some football that's going on at the minute. And if there's any big news in the football community, we'll be discussing it. So, what have we got today then, George? Uh, Some of the things we're probably going to discuss is... We've got typically the same clubs win every time. Is this fair? How could things be changed? We've got stuff like, do you ever watch women's football? Why and why not? Uh, should hooligans be banned from football? Which country has the most enjoyable football? So it's just going to be stuff like we don't really hear people talk about but opinions. So, we want to hear your opinions as well because we we want to find out find out what you think. So yeah, we're going to be covering not just current affairs in football, not just scores and things like that in football, but also some of the bigger, wider topics around football. But yeah, if you've got anything that you'd like to add or anything you'd like to say... Or even any questions yeah. that you think we, you'd like us to cover. Okay, so the question we're going to look at today uh, will be, typically the same clubs win every time. Is this fair? Uh, how could things be changed? Well... Uh, so, I think by, by this, I'm assuming it's going on about stuff like the Champions League, sort of the same, you always see the same sort of teams involved in the Champions League and possibly even the Europa League and even the World Cup as well because it's not necessarily just a club no, level. Yeah, no, but then also you look at some of the leagues, I mean me and you were having this conversation the other day, that the leagues themselves are generally, generally dominated by one or two teams and then there's a lack of quality throughout the rest of the league. Yeah. And the reason I mean, the Premier, Premier League yeah. has changed slightly over the past few yeah. years, but I do, I do think it still has the Yeah, I think the reason the Premier League is probably given the title of the best league in the world is because rather than having one or two teams, for example, like Bayern and Dortmund, we've got six teams. Yes, don't get me wrong, probably two of them aren't going to be fighting for the title, but you've got six teams who are all fighting for all of the Cups, fighting for Champions League places and as a general account as, as well like, this is this is for like English football uh, we've got like you don't necessarily see in other in other footballing countries like the four four tiers being so popularly watched like yeah. even the second division in Italy which is technically what the championship yeah, equivalent yeah, yeah. would be is like that's not watched as much as no. like League One and League Two are in this country. Yeah, just... but I think that comes down to a little bit of like the football culture. So, for example, when Coventry aren't playing, if I've got nothing to do, me and my old man will go and watch like Solio Moors play, or we'll go and watch like um, Birmingham Ladies play, or we'll go and watch just somebody that's playing nearby. Yeah. Because... I suppose it's about the, the, the country being yeah. football. And also, I think it's a because as well, with money coming into the game, a lot of new teams that weren't probably first division clubs, Premier League clubs, have gone up to the first division, meaning they've got more fans. And a lot of clubs that were probably built on heritage, for example, clubs like Portsmouth and Blackpool and Blackburn and Pompey. (laughs) 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 You know, clubs like um, Blackpool... Blackpool, Blackburn, Pompey, in Coventry City, who we both yeah. support. You know, they're really all cool. sort of teams that have showed success prior to money playing such a big role in the game. 
and then you look at them now, they're lower down the pyramid, but they've still got the support. For example, Sunderland, they've still they're still averaging like upwards of thirty thousand a week in gate. Yeah, it's actually quite interesting yeah. to watch the uh, Sunderland till old on Netflix as well. Yeah, that tells you a lot about the history and how and how it affects all the the fans and like everyone around the city, not necessarily even football fans. Yeah. Because that's another thing, obviously, um, with football comes tourism. So, like, if we go more towards the Premier League aspect, um, I went on a little weekend break to Liverpool uh, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. when I was there, I went to Anfield, did the Anfield Stadium tour, and the amount of tourists that were there just for the football, yeah. just for Anfield. I mean, even though this was like March or April or something. Not March or April. It was definitely November. I was close. Even though it was like November or something, there were still people coming over in the cold and just to look at historic football clubs like Liverpool. So yeah. Anyway, back but to the point. Yeah. yeah. So the same clubs win every time. That like, that's that's why I think when when I was talking about English football compared to compared to foreign football, uh, not that it's any sort of different. I'm not talking about a difference in quality. I'm talking about the fact that the uh, the top necessarily the top teams are always the ones you expect to win the league. Whereas we yeah. had we had Leicester not so long ago. Yeah, I mean even if, even if we go back a little bit further, we've got Blackburn winning the league. Yeah, just and there they bought Alan Shearer. That was it. You know that that would probably be the equivalent today of someone like Bournemouth buying Harry Kane. And then winning the league, yeah. so, but yeah, also yeah, it's like I couldn't sit there and watch and support a team in the league, on for example, yeah, because it just it just bore me to death. Mm, mm. And I'm not saying I'm not saying Coventry football is brilliant, <laughs> but and by no means am I saying that, mm. but like. You couldn't just, watch you a couldn't, team that didn't have watch, any ambition. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't watch a league uh, in general that that, I'm, that I sort of already knew the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Because you just even I'm, the Prem at some aspect, you wouldn't, you still wouldn't have a bet on. No. I, I wouldn't have a bet on Man City to come in the top six at the start of the season, even though it seemed like a banker. I'd still just in the back of my head just be like, oh, what if it's one of those seasons where Man City yeah. will just end up getting relegated or something yeah. stupid? Well, like, you know, you look at Chelsea for example. It seems to Chelsea that they go win the league. It goes new manager, new manager wins the league, new manager nearly gets Chelsea relegated, new manager gets sacked, <laughs> and then somebody else comes in. You know, I, I would actually struggle to think of a Chelsea manager that's lasted more than three consecutive seasons in recent years. But like, uh, to sort of contrast your point and like prove that English football is a little bit more varied. You look at the cup competitions. So, for example, the Carabao Cup. This year, Man City come up against Burton Albion. <laughs> now, Burton Albion are a club with about as much history as me. You know, they're not a club famed for long runs in the Premier League or met or you know big cup runs or anything like that. Really, you know, they've done brilliantly in the last probably ten to fifteen years to. Even getting the football pyramid, let alone be as far high up as the championship, and uh, 
you know, for them to play Man City at the Etihad and then at their place, yeah. don't get me wrong, they got battered. But they were one game away from the final. Well, two games away from the final. So, you know, and that's the magic of the cup and the magic of English football because anybody can play anybody if they've got the, you know, the look, the run in the cup, etc., etc. And it's it's brilliant. Uh, I'm just having a look now at some of the second divisions of. Um, other football, other football leagues. Yeah. Uh, other countries, sorry. Yeah. So, for example, let's look at what's Spanish second division league. Uh, it's uh, La Liga Santander. one two two. It's La Liga one two three. Because because Santander sponsor it as well, and Santander have the one two three. Isn't one two three just third league? Nah, second mate. Segunda. Yeah. So Albert Albert Chete, I've I've butchered that, but Albert Albert Sete. Let's let's just go with that. <laughs> Albert Sete Football Club. I just want to see because I want to see their average attendance. See what their attendance is, and oh, you've got how currently plays in Segunda Division. This is Albert Sete Balompe, who are top of the league. Probably I'm not pronounced like that, but they're no. top top of the. Second league in Spain, so the Segunda Division. Um, and let's just have a look, see, but how much? Okay, not by a lot, but still, they're top, the top yeah. of the second, second division. Uh, the ground, they play their home matches at Estadio Carlos Belmonte with a capacity of eighteen thousand, which is half the capacity of the Rico. And we play in League we were in League Two, two last, 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 last season. And we were in League Two. But to put this into context, like obviously we don't know about the history of this football club, but if a club was in was top of the championship, they'd be looking at attendances of thirty thousand upwards. Provided their ground could hold it, they'd be looking at attendances of thirty thousand upwards. Like in for example, Aston Villa, a club who have got a lot of history in England but uh, are on a downward spiral, are still managing to sell out championship games at Villa Park, which is like 45,000 capacity. I mean, even this, like, this is, this probably isn't the fairest way to look at it, but it's definitely, it's definitely gives you a bit of insight. So I just said that's 18,000 capacity, so I'm, I'm guessing they don't fill it every, every, every uh, game. Um, <clears throat> but Leeds, for example, who are top of the championship at Ellen Road, where England, where some England games have been yeah, played in the past. Yeah, yeah, and um, they uh, still play the 23 games there as the, well. The record attendance, oh, I, don't, I don't understand this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll read you this, this is, this is confusing, but the capacity is 37,890. And the record leads. attendance is more. The record attendance is 57,892. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, that's because of like, um, before health and safety and all of that shit come into football, you've got people who'd be sat on the pitch and they just ram more people yeah. into the ground. Like, for example, the record attendance at Highfield Road, which had a smaller capacity than the Rico, the record attendance there was 55,000 people. And that was the first all-seater stadium. Um, anyway, we should probably focus back on the question, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I suppose what we're saying is... Um, do do the same teams win everything every year? Well, I'd say 
you've got clubs like Real Madrid and Barcelona who, yes, have spent money, but in terms of the general rule, have always been at the top of the footballing pyramid. Yeah. Teams like Manchester United and Liverpool have always been at the top of the footballing pyramid. Um, Juventus have hmm, have had success, but I would not say they would be there. Oh, for me, the biggest team in Italy will always be AC Milan. That's my personal yeah. opinion. I do, I do think Italy um, Italy is an exception because I feel like they've dealt with a lot of teams with very good players in Italy. Yeah. And it just always seems to be that Juve seems to win. Well, I'm not being funny, but Juve, Juve I'll give them credit where credit's due. They've got a great scouting network. If you look at some of the players they've picked up on free transfers over the, over the last couple of years, so for example, Paul Pogba, Andrea Pirlo, Emre Chan. And then most recently, obviously, Aaron Ramsey. Like, they're turning a profit like you wouldn't believe. And the them signing Ronaldo was a good move for them. Not so much for Ronaldo, I think, personally. I think if he wanted to prove that he was still at the top and that he was the greatest player of all time, he should have come back to United and yeah. tried to carry them to a league title. But, you know, do I think he'd have got on well with Mourinho and... The current United team, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really imagine, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo being assisted by a long ball from Nemanja Matic or Phil Jones. So, if I show you, it's some quite interesting facts actually. But this is, I'm looking at past English football winners. So this was before it was the Premier League as well. Yeah. Um, because it changed to the Premier League. In 1992, yeah. uh, before then it was just first, first division, which was when we were actually not too bad. <laughs> but even back then, you had for a for a run of years, you had the same sort of teams winning, and then it yeah. would change after about six or seven years, change again, the same sort of team. I mean, you've got Arsenal who won the league three times in a row, came second one year and won again. I mean, that, that wouldn't happen now, would it? No, but, but the Arsenal are still up there and thereabouts. So. I think, I think, coming on to a question that we're probably going to answer at some point in one of the episodes, uh, is fo- English football, what will it look like in 100 years? Uh, well, I think, well, after, if we look back at 100, well, not 100 years ago, because that might be a bit too much, but... In fact, yeah, why not? Well, if you look a hundred years ago, well, hundred years ago the league was suspended during the first World War. War. Yeah, that's so what I was before, say. Then, before, well, and after we had West Bromwich Albion who won the league in nineteen nineteen and nineteen nineteen to twenty. Burnley then the year after Liverpool two years in a row. That after that, then after that we had Huddersfield three years in a row. <laughs> so it's just it's like yeah. it's the same it's the same concept. It's been happening for years, obviously. But what I will say is like. Um, you can't say for definite that the same teams will dominate for the rest of like, the coming years because... That, that's what's quite exciting actually because if you look now, it's been... The time is sort of coming to an end where, you, where we have Man City, Chelsea, even Man United and all the, all, all the top teams of the league at the moment. It's, look, it's looking like it should be... Due, due to pattern, purely purely 
based on what is what is what's happened. So you put so what you say is Liverpool are gonna win the league. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> not necessarily, <laughs> but yeah, why not? Uh, but yeah, look, it's gonna it's gonna change again, and no doubt it will. It's inevitable, but it's just who, how is it gonna change a lot, or is it gonna change? As in Liverpool instead, or yeah. what? But it could be that Huddersfield and Burnley are will come back after a hundred years. Well, yeah, you know, so, like you don't, you don't want to say, it, but like teams like Forest Green Rovers and Aldershot, Accrington Stanley, with the growth of non-league, years is a long time, isn't it? with the growth of non-league, right? I mean, you look at Bournemouth; they went from. League two nearly getting relegated to the Premier League in what what was it six years? Something yeah. like that. You know, you tell me why a team, for example, like Surly or Moors, they've got a they've got a good stadium which is, you know, got possibility to expand. They've got a good youth setup, because I know a little bit about how their youth setup works, because I've had a few people go into it. But there's no reason why they might get a bit of luck, scout a couple of future star players. And then those players carry them from League Two to the Premier League. You know, it sounds stupid, but a hundred years anything can happen, and it doesn't account for the the success of an academy. For example, Southampton have had probably one of the most successful academies in the Premier League. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you look at some of the players. Yeah, some of the teams, like for example, Coventry again. I don't know like using Coventry an example. Her, I guess I do. <laughs> uh, They've got a good academy as well. A few teams in lower leagues have got good academies. This is where some of the players, like for example, MK Dons brought Delhi Alley into it. And MK Dons haven't existed for very long at all. So, no. well, arguably, yeah, yes, yeah, no, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing that lower league teams can produce such great players. But the issue is, is that money from the Premier League means that they can't afford to keep them and. Especially if teams have got shit owners in the way that Coventry City have got, yeah. and the way that Blackpool had, Oyston are now out. By the way, you know <laughs> that. Uh, in the way that some teams have shit owners, they can't afford to keep such good players. Look, for example, we could have probably held on to James Madison and Callum Wilson for another year each, respectively, before yeah. somebody big came calling. But we couldn't afford to because we had to pay the rent. So. And they might not have been as good as they are now, to be fair, because no. they've been at Coventry for an extra <laughs> year. So. Yeah, you're very right, you're right, man. Uh, right. So back to the question. Do, typically the same clubs win every time. Is this fair as the first part? I mean, no, of course not. No, it's not fair, but it, I don't think it's true. <laughs> I think I think there are spells when teams do well. Like, for example, PSG are dominating the Farmers' League. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> They're dominating the league and are having a OK run in the Champions League. However, do I think PSG will win the French League for the rest of its existence? No. Uh, so back to uh, how could things be changed as well? Because that's that. Um, I suppose. The I suppose the the way that it could be changed is having actual fair transfer restrictions. So, for example, saying money in the game which yeah. is ridiculous. Oh yeah, of course it is. I'd. But for example, what you'd have to do is you'd have to say. Well, you, realistically, how transfers should be judged is people pay the money that they're going to pay, but they pay 10% of it. So, for example, a player that's worth 100 million should be worth 10 million. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, to, but realistically, the inflation's got too much now. And I think the person that kicked that off was probably Paul Pogba, 
when he went for like seventy nine million. It's 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 accelerating massively yeah. in the, in the past you know, few years. You know, for example, you think of what two. But you think if if I came up to your house and gave you two hundred million pounds just in cash, I went there. You are, have that, lovely. You think about all the things you could do with that, and then think you couldn't afford to buy Neymar. <laughs> So you couldn't afford to buy Neymar, and even if you could afford him, you couldn't afford to pay his wages. <laughs> so you could buy Neymar, he could come to your house, and then he'd leave again because you couldn't <laughs> afford to pay him. I'd say the answer we've come up with is uh, the same teams win all the time. Is that fair? But yeah. not for not for long. Sorry, not for long. Not, for, not yeah. for long. So the answer we've come up with is no. The same teams don't win every time. They have good runs. And back to the point where I was like, I was still wouldn't bet on Man City finishing the top six because there still is an element of yeah, it's still an not, element of doubt because you know, but you don't know. Yeah, no question. It was a lot to think about. Next, I don't know what I don't know what else we're going to go on to next time. If you if you've got anything you want us to talk about, then obviously drop us an email at the dodgyfootball <laughs> at gmail dot um, you can just message us on. on and cappers and there's, there's that, that's the thing I didn't um, know that yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not in charge of the technical things I'm <laughs> no, not neither am I so it's going to work well um, but yeah, yeah. If, you, if you have listened and you've got to this point then thank you yeah thank you very much it's um, always nice to know that someone's listening to us yeah please just give us, some, give us some feedback um, tell us what you thought and, and tell us who you support as well because yeah. I'd quite like to know that uh, we'll probably talk next time about women's football, probably. That would be an interesting topic to cover. Or maybe refereeing. So, we'll, talk about we'll talk You'll about see something. We'll talk about something. So, then you might say you can choose whether to watch it or not. But yeah. You will watch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something to do with football. Anyway. Uh, uh, well, thanks for listening. Yeah. See you later.